0: hey everyone and welcome back to the born for this podcast today we have the lovely and ever so sweet and talented mckenna connors welcome mckenna how are you hi Krista.
1: i'm doing really well oh
0: my gosh it's so good to see you this whole pandemic is like terrible because all the people that i love i only can see from a distance or through a screen and i'm like no i need to hug people
1: (laughs) so it's really nice to see you again it is really nice to see you. I haven't seen you in person in months and only a couple times on video call. I know. So, it's so sad. This is
0: great to see your face <laughs> and your voice. You're so sweet. So for those of you who don't know McKenna, um, she and I actually met, it was Easter last year. I remember it very specifically because that was my first time singing in the Sunday night choir at church and McKenna is one of our... Uh, high school youth at church that also sings and is also talented, and I just remember walking in and being like, it's so funny to think of like me as a 30 year old was like so intimidated coming in. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there are all of these like amazing singers that are in choir currently. And like, I have been in a choir like 10 years and y'all know all the things and remember all the things. And I'm just like, I can kind of sing sort of. So I just remember you coming in. You're like, so what's going on and who are you? And like, here's a binder. And like, you were just so welcoming. So I love it. And then there's just like, it's just trailed on from there with, you know, high school retreats and, and just, I don't know, all the things. So yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm just excited that you're here. And yeah, I want to, I kind of want to jump right in. So why don't you share with the podcast world a little bit about yourself before we get started?
1: Sure. Yeah. So my name is McKenna. I'm a rising senior in high school. I'm 17 years old. Um, I've gone to Catholic school my whole life. I went 11 years. Um at Immaculate Conception, and then I currently go to Sacred Heart Catholic School in Munster, so you know, little small town, private Catholic, tiny little school. Um, but it is a blessing. I've been singing in the choir with the Clarissa for uh, for for a little while, and I' I've, I've sung in that choir for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy to be here and uh, you know share my faith. Uh, and my, my little, I guess my testimony with the podcast world. (laughs) Yeah.
0: However big or small it may be. We don't know yet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, okay. So yeah. So you mentioned that you are, you, I didn't know that you've only gone to Catholic school. I was thinking there was a time period where you had jumped over to public, but you have always strictly been Catholic
1: school. Yeah. So, um, I started in preschool, pre K three, uh, I was in the little Knights preschool. That was great. Oh, my God, uh, yeah, so my cute. parents have always uh, thought it's very important uh, to cultivate a Catholic education um, because we're we're very devout. We we practice mm-hmm. our faith at home actively in our day to day. And so I've known nothing else but my Catholic faith and I love it. I really love being able to go uh, to mass at least twice a week, like Sunday plus it's uh, like at at in middle school we would go once a week um but I get to go three days a week at my school in high school which is great um so yeah I've I've loved going to Catholic school um and I, yeah, I have no idea what public school is
0: like. <laughs> well, me neither, for being honest, because I was homeschooled. So I have right. like, you want to talk private Catholic school? Like, hello, <laughs> my home. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to get your perspective because I feel like, you know, I mean, high school was like, like eh, you know, 15 years ago for me, which doesn't feel like super long, but. Also, I realize wow, so much has changed in that time just with like technology and social media and all kinds of things. And so I'm wondering if, if you feel like going to Catholic school gives you an advantage to keep up with your faith or if they're like, if it has its own set of challenges that, you know, you know, just like going to public school would have.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I think. I love going to Catholic school because I can practice my faith very openly. Like I can have my Bible in the library and just be sitting there doing like my own personal Bible study. And I'm not going to get judged, um, like from someone who's of a different faith, not really knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I think being in Catholic school, sometimes maybe people can get burnt out on the Catholic faith. If if you get what I'm saying, like we go to mass so often, it's not necessarily like, oh, it's this big, it's this big gift. And we're so thankful for it because it's such a normal thing. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes people can get, I guess, desensitized. And obviously I'm the same way. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a normal thing. Like, oh, we're going to mass again. I, I like you doze off and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like uh, religion is one of our core classes. And so I think any high school Catholic or public is going to have its own set of dramas. Um, and I guess going to Catholic school gives me the advantage, like I said, of openly being Catholic and I guess like, like not getting judged and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, I don't really have an experience not being in Catholic school. Yeah.
0: Um, So I'm curious. And I mean, obviously every Catholic school would be different, but I, growing up, I heard like, oh yeah, like the Catholic schools and like private schools, that's where like all the bad kids go that like got kicked out of public school. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you get, um, not to say that sounds so terrible to be like, do you have the bad kids? But like, I mean, do you find that like a lot of your classmates are really excited to be there because they're also Catholic and they're like wanting to live out their faith? Or is it kind of a mix of people that are just like, oh, this is where my parents are forcing me to go. So here I am.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a mixture of both that it's um, that I have some like good friends that are genuinely happy to be in Catholic school um, and to like, just openly live their faith. Um, and then there's the the kids that yeah, my parents just sent me here. And yeah, we're Catholic, but like, it's not something that they actively practice or um, like live boldly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I say it's definitely a mixture. And as, as far as like the bad kids, I guess like you could say, it's not like, it's such a small town that I live in, and everyone is related. So yeah, true. There's only two, two schools. So either you go to the public school or the private school. So I'm I don't know.
0: (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to really put like pinpoint exactly like how on fire everybody is all the time in every season, because I think we go through ebbs and flows in our desire to be close with God, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I'm imagining that like going through Catholic school, you're seeing everyone's journey just like change, you know, so frequently.
1: For sure. And I think, um, like I was saying, like we start and end every class with a prayer, like whether that be a glory bee or the teacher reads a prayer from their phone or something. And so that's what I mean. Like, it's a very, it's ever present, but mm-hmm. it's so normalized to us being in Catholic school, yeah. but it's not necessarily like this big deal. Like, oh, we're praying now because it's just, it's such a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, for sure. How do you so you
0: mentioned like I don't know it's easy to just kind of like oh get desensitized to what you're doing not not necessarily in a negative way of, of like we would be you know maybe desensitized to violence or something like that but Sure yeah not It like just seems like it's more like routine is what it sounds like you're meaning. Yeah that's that's a good way to say. Yeah. It. So how would you how do you personally stay on fire or like have a more of a bold prayer life or Catholic journey whenever it is so like
1: built into your, your daily schedule? That is a great question. Um, so let me just say, I personally did not have a good junior year. It was just, it was just a low point, low season in my life. Um, I had physical and mental health problems going on and it wasn't, it just wasn't fun. And, Mm -hmm. I think my biggest challenge was overcoming negativity, whether that be I'm stuck in my own head or negativity around me. Um, And I did find it really easy to get distracted from like the end goal of going to heaven, of avoiding the near occasion of sin. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just like I said, like in a very low point. Um, And I basically realized that all I had to lean on at my lowest point was my faith. Um, oh, and that was like a big revelation for me, because every day was a struggle. Um, and so I had a couple of class periods in our library where we have access to computers. And so I would go on Spotify with my Jesus Jams playlist full of worship songs. And that is what got me through I would put in my headphones and block out the rest of the world. Um, and I also, I was in an independent study religion. So I would just like to do my own religion. My teacher would give me assignments and I had a lot of free time. Um, And so I really dove into the Bible, which I'd never really done before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those two things really strengthened my day. Like if I was hearing some negative gossip from a friend um, or from someone saying something just really stupid behind someone else's back that I could always lean on my faith. And that is what got me through. Mm.
0: So like leaning on the faith helped you to like not get stuck in like the day-to-day like gossip or drama or whatever, like more of using as like a grounding technique. Yeah. If you want to talk in like therapy terms, I guess, but like, a way yes. to just like kind of ground you and like keep your head out of like the negative thoughts or the anxiety of the day or whatever you were facing.
1: It definitely was. Um, especially the music because I could turn it up really loud and I didn't have to hear anyone and I would be so focused. I didn't have to see, like, not that I I was literally like like blocking it out. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally blocking out. Like, not that I'm like trying to block myself from the world, but like in those moments when I had nothing else to help me, um, yeah, that, that really, yeah, grounding, it was, it was great, like, just to listen to uplifting words, or to read, um, one of my favorites, I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I believe, I'm, I should have written that down, um, the verse, sequel is above, I read that one day, and it completely, like, changed the rest of my, like, my week, my school year, um, and that was, like, my motto, sequel is above, uh, and I just, like, affirmed my, my love of the faith, of, of leaning back on it, in in any struggle
0: Mm, i love that because i feel like (laughs) we get we can get that tunnel vision like forward you know of of looking ahead at what's coming or fearing the future or you know all of the unknowns and if we had that tunnel vision directed upwards towards god we would have that constant reassurance that like i got you boo like it's okay it's gonna be good like for sure you know oh man that's such a good reminder i'm gonna have to look that verse up later um, <laughs> that's gonna be so good. So, okay, so I know, like, we were a little bit more backstory on on our relationship is you and I. Like, right after I, I had met you, like a couple months after we had met, we had you were um, a high school leader on for a middle school retreat, and I was one of the, like a, the adult chaperones. And I really, that's really where I got to hear like more of your personal testimony and like your heart for seeking God. And that was obviously, you know, last year, not this year because COVID, but, um, Mm -hmm. you had mentioned, you know, having such an interest in like mission work or working in youth ministry. And I'm so curious to know how you as like a 17 year old are discerning that, because I think our Discernment processes are so different based on like our age and our stage of life, and just like you know, yeah, just like where we are. So, can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Yeah, that middle school retreat was so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm doing stuff like that. So, um, I guess I'll start with I love going on retreats and go to youth conferences and uh, summer camps, like I go to the Catholic summer camp, Um, and those places are really where I fell in love with ministry and sharing my faith. Because like I said, I am a cradle Catholic. I've always known it. Um, But like many of my friends who've gone through similar experiences, that's where you become on fire for the faith. So um, five summers ago, I started going to the Pines Catholic camp. And I immediately knew like when I'm in college, I want to be a counselor there. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I just these are beautiful, holy people of God that I want to be when I grow up, you know.
0: And the camp um, itself is like so beautiful and so oh, like rich in yeah. the Catholic faith and like just even the
1: cabin names and all of that. Like the first time I went, yes. like, oh my gosh, this is why people love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just can't wait. It's such a beautiful place. And yeah, I can't wait to like live there for a summer. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. Um, so one summer, oh, I think it was two summers ago, um, one of my counselors, we, like, I mean, we always ask our campus, like, where do you go to college? What are you studying? And she told me that she uh, went to Franciscan University and was studying theology so that she could be a youth minister and do ministry full time. And that's when it clicked with me. Because like I said, I knew that I wanted to be a counselor because I love that environment. But mm-hmm. when I realized that I could do this full time, that, that calling really stuck with me.
0: It was like a big um, light
1: bulb moment. Yeah, like, I want to be a part of that. I can do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I plan to go to the University of Dallas to study pastoral ministry, um, and you know, go God's will. I'm not sure middle school, high school, uh, college, ministry—that's open to His will mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I want to be, and I think that I'm able to be. I think I have, you know, the skill set, the talents um, to be to the next generation what my youth ministers and my camp counselors have been to me and how they changed my life and how i've seen i mean like my ministers at church are such beautiful people and they have amazing families and you just see how they live out their faith in practical ways Mm -hmm. and like i want to be that and even you like you're a a a volunteer uh for like confirmation class and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like those kind of people have made a difference in my life and i want to be that person to help make a difference in the next generation uh and I think my experiences in high school have strengthened my desire to enter into ministry um, because I've seen my peers that haven't been exposed to that, um, which is not a bad thing. Like maybe they just haven't had the opportunity. Right. And so like, I want to I um, be able to like, cultivate those relationships with God, knowing from my experiences where like, I can be that witness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. And you make such a valid point. I love that we go to the same church because I know like all the people you're talking about, but you know, and it's so true because you, it's one thing to maybe be, you know, follow someone influential, like on Instagram that is like, you know, strong in the faith or a a Catholic speaker or something like that, but it's a, a whole different level of understanding and like, I guess like absorption of what that looks like whenever you get to see them more like within their day to day like I know that you've like babysat for like our youth ministers at church and you yeah. know and stuff like that and so it's like getting to know their families in a very like real and deep way helps you to see like oh this is like this could be like the fruits of what God's doing in their life because like they're following God's will and they're so open to you know, like ministering to other people and having, you know, having kids and like raising them up to be little saints and like all of that is just such a cool, like, yeah, such a cool experience to like witness that on such a close level and not just like what you think like someone's life could be because you've never met them on, you know, an Instagram. You're just like seeing the little Mm -hmm. snippets. It's like you get the, you get the good, bad, and the ugly when it's like you're
1: the people in your real life, you know? Yes, definitely. I think, yeah, they're just uh, beautiful role models. Like, this is what I want to do with my life, you know, and, and that may be marriage, that may be um, like you're you're thriving the single life right now, and you go, um, and that kind of thing. Or, I mean, I don't know if the religious life is my calling. I, you know, I, you could always still do ministry, say I was called to be a sister. Um, but those are just role models of holy people that that I want to I want to reflect that in my life when I'm when I grow up, you know.
0: Hey friends, so I had to interrupt this episode to give a shout out to our partner today. We are doing things a little bit differently on the Born for This podcast. Instead of having weekly sponsors, I'm having weekly episode partners who are other creators who have positively impacted my life. Today's episode partner is Wonderfully Made Art. Now, my friend Josie uses her God-given talents to create amazing watercolor, line art, and calligraphy pieces. One of my absolute favorite purchases was a custom design that incorporated a variety of gorgeous succulents that she made for my goddaughter's baptism gift. I was blown away by what she was able to make and how quickly my order was delivered. Head on over to her Instagram, give her a follow, and use the code this and receive 10% off your first purchase. That's wonderfully made art, W-A-N-D-E-R-F-U-L-L-Y-M-A-D-E dot A-R-T. Now let's get back to our chat. Is there a specific way? Because I know that like, so you really started thinking about like, oh, this could be a career. And, you know, because we, I talk a lot about vocations, obviously, but I think a lot of Catholics Mm. And Christians look at vocation as being like, am I called to, you know, am I called to married life? Am I called to – they think of like the the relationship vocation, but I feel like our careers are very much a vocation as well. And so oh, yeah. when we're talking about like this vocational discernment, um, I know that the people you've been around have been influential, but has there, has there been a specific way that you have like catered your prayer life in discerning that? Any specific prayers that, you know – I mean obviously that's very personal so you don't have to share that but I'm just curious like what your prayer life looks like with discernment.
1: Yeah, um my prayer life, you know, it goes it ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm like super on fire and sometimes it's just like a good morning God, thanks for the day and that's mm-hmm. all, that there is for the day. And and that's a very natural human response. For sure. Um I think my favorite thing is go God's will. I say that all the time. It is like my motto. <laughs> I love it. Um, And also, one of my favorite phrases is AMDG, which is ad maiorum de glorium, which is a Latin phrase, meaning all for the greater glory of God. Um, It's on my shirt. (laughs) Um, I think living my life with, like, go God's will and remembering that everything I do is for his greater glory. Um, I think that then, and I'm a very, I'm a very perfectionist type person. I like to have control and so it's been really hard. And I mean, I still struggle with it of just letting go, mm-hmm. um, but constantly reminding myself of that and just saying, you know, God make my path straight. That, that, that's something that I say quite often. Um, and I don't, I don't have like a normal daily prayer. I like from the heart mm-hmm. talking to Jesus, like, Hey, Hey God, how you doing? <laughs> and we're
0: like, Hey, this is how I am today. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like, oh, such a good point you brought up of having that, that struggle with your prayer life and that it, it does ebb and flow because that's so true. And I think that, you know, sometimes we are just not feeling it. Like we're not feeling maybe we're not, we thought that God was calling us somewhere, but he like very firmly shut the door. And so we're like Mm -hmm. still feeling salty about it. And it's like, well, I'm going to (laughs) accept it, but like, I'm just not happy about it right now. And, you know, or settling in a place of frustration and like, that's okay. Or being really excited and really enthusiastic and talking to God multiple times a day. Like, I think that like God knows that we're humans and that we have these feelings that sometimes get in the way of that relationship with him, just like they do with the relationships that we have with each other. And so I love that you are just so open. And I think that God speaks to our hearts whenever we are like making our best attempt at surrendering and like being open to God's will. But I feel like that's also gonna be like a struggle for your whole life, you know, to be like, oh my gosh, God oh, yeah. give this to you, I'm on fire for you. Here it is, take it. And then like five seconds later, you're like, Oh, that was actually scary. So I'm gonna go ahead and like uh take that back and like put it back in my pocket. And then exactly. like 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, but wait, actually, no, that feels scary, me having it, because I'm not really I don't think I'm adult <laughs> enough to be in control of that. I'm gonna give it back to God. <laughs> and then like this bouncing back and forth of like, you take it. No, I want it. No, you take it. No, I want it. And
1: I am the same way. Let me th- tell that's you just like <laughs> life.
0: That's literally life. I just, I don't, yeah. I don't feel that getting easier as I get older.
1: So I think like,
0: yeah, that's just part of discernment because you're constantly discerning something in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, you know what? That's okay. It's, it's all again, it's all for his greater glory. Mm-hmm. Um, hear here, here my suffering Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, so if you could offer um a bit of encouragement for anyone else, I mean, you were I think it's safe to say you were very blessed to have the Catholic school experience that you have and to have such an like easy access to your faith and accessibility to you know practice that on a daily basis, like you said, without fearing like ridicule or judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, do you, is there any bit of encouragement that you would offer to someone who's maybe feeling stagnant or just like isn't sure how to make God a daily part of their life or even like weekly part of their life?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, like I said, fall on Him, lean on Him in every situation. Lean on Him and praise Him and thank Him, especially when you don't feel Him. That's something that I've struggled with, like. Mm -hmm. When you're in your lowest of lows and like, I don't feel God's presence and I'm praying, but I don't hear anything back. Those are the moments um, that I've learned to thank him for the little things. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my dogs who always cheer me up, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and to praise him in all his glory. Uh, And I definitely think make an effort to take advantage of the graces of the mass that take, uh, you know, right now I'm not going to mass. Um, Because my family, because of COVID, and so Mm -hmm. I haven't received communion in a few weeks. And it's just kind of, I can tell it's off. I can tell that I haven't received those graces and, you know, can't wait to, to go back. So I think taking advantage of the Mass and going as often as possible is amazing, as well as adoration. Adoration is great. It can be, it can be a very, it doesn't always have to be like the super emotional, like crying while you're worshiping experience, which are, those are great moments. But yeah, Yeah. um, it's kind of like he said, like laying it at his feet and being like, this is, here you go, God, here are my problems, here are my sufferings, take them. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: Another thing that I would say is look at Marian consecration. Um, If you don't know what that is, I went through Marian consecration last year. and it's a book. It's 33 days. You can do the really uh, oh, in-depth so one by Louis de Montfort, St. Louis de Montfort, or there's like a shorter one, which um, is a little more digestible. It's not mm-hmm. as big, like big thought. Um, but that's a great, like I, I have my consecration bracelet, which I love because um, it's like a visual tactile reminder that Mom mm-hmm. Mary's right there. Her, she's around me. She's here for me. Um mm-hmm. It's just like all those little things put together, I think, uh, like, I know that my faith is going to back me up in anything. I love that. Yeah, just falling at the feet of
0: Jesus, man. Like every, (laughs) it's like, I want to wake up and be like, I will fall at your feet today because I know I'm going to get there eventually. So like, let's just start out there. Like, you know, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to say it's in, I'm trying to remember as you were talking, there was a verse that was coming to mind. And I want to say it's in Romans five and it talks about how God has gifted us with the Holy spirit and has gifted us with, you know, mercy and grace that we stand on and that God is glorified, not only in our joys, but within our sufferings. And so we have to praise God, even when we're suffering, because he's, he, it's that whole, like God works all things for his good and his glory and right. I never really knew where that, I just recently kind of stumbled upon that verse and was like, oh, I think that's where that expression came from. Like God works all things for his good. It's like, yeah, like, so no matter what, like as we're praying and as we're getting through the day and feeling maybe stagnant in our prayer life or in our faith walk, especially with churches being shut down and not like the things that we would normally do, like retreats and mass and adoration okay. and some of those things not being as accessible to us right now that no matter what, like we're glorifying God by just coming to him, even if it's like, oh, well, today kind of sucks. And uh, that's it. I'm not happy yep. about it. But yep. I'm going to acknowledge you and I'm going to thank you for it because it's a day and I'm going to just hope that tomorrow gets better. And <laughs> There you go. That's beautiful.
1: I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any other words of wisdom that you would give to your fellow high schoolers on just I don't know, it, really, really anything. I mean, anything that helps you be successful in your faith walk or journey or discernment, all the things.
1: All the things. Um, so uh, let's say, so my mom is like my biggest cheerleader. I don't have siblings. So my mom and I, all the way, talk about everything. Uh, and one of my favorite things that she says is uh, avoid the irritation of sin. Um, and I know that's so hard. You know, it's from the, mm-hmm. our father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. our father um and she reminds me that and that little reminder is great like avoid the near occasion of sin don't let yourself be pulled into sin because the the devil is strong but you're strong too like you don't put yourself in situations um and that's I think part of also what helped me um this past school year is that I would try to avoid the negativity and like get it away and go talk to someone who I knew is just is joyful or is gonna is gonna brighten up my day um so I think avoiding the near occasion of sin is just a beautiful thing to keep in your mind like to remind yourself that Mm -hmm. I have that power to uh to overcome negativity and sin and oppression and all those things Mm -hmm. um so yeah just hold that with you oh I love that yeah it's It's such a like
0: obvious thing, but so hard to do. Like, you know, like obviously, I don't know. Well, maybe that's not obvious for some people because I know like majority of sin is fun and that's why it's appealing. And, yeah, you know, it it does take a big conscious effort and a lot of grace to be able to say, ooh, that sounds like a lot of gossip and a lot of drama. I'm not going to get sucked into it, even though maybe I feel like we would be bonding during this conversation or whatever, you know. Right, and I think,
1: like I say all this, and I sound really like I guess holy like this is a very a very um polished side of me. I am by no means perfect, I am a sinner, um and so I think leaning on the sacrament of reconciliation, it's really hard for me to remember that because mm-hmm. i you know you don't want to relive relive your sins and think right. about them and remember them, but it's so beautiful once they're gone and once mm-hmm. they're solved um and recognizing your sins is so powerful so that you can avoid the near occasion next time it occurs, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's so common for like when we go to reconciliation, we're confessing those sins to feel this like deep sense of shame for what we've done. Yeah. And it's like, man, there's no sin there's no shame in sin though. That's the thing, is like if you're striving to be a good and holy person, but you like lean into your flesh because you're human and like, hello, the sins of Adam and Eve, like that's, there's no way to not sin at this point. But if you're, you're living intentionally and you are praying and seeking the Lord and asking for him, you know, to give you the grace to avoid those occasions, then whenever we do stumble, it's like, man, you can honestly say like, okay, I feel some guilt about that. And that's like, that's just having a conscience. That's healthy. You know, there doesn't have to be shame because we're not bad people. We are good people who just made a wrong choice and, you know, are going to reconcile that and then move on and and keep living intentionally for the greater glory of God. And that's it. And so I think whenever you get to, whenever you like remove that shame piece from it, it becomes this like exciting thing of like, oh my gosh, I get to go to reconciliation and like get my slate wipe clean and be purified yeah. and walk out. And like, I don't know about you, but I always leave reconciliation feeling so much lighter and just like yeah. so much more at peace. And I cry every single time I'm in there, even if it's like <laughs> 30 seconds, like I'm just like, oh, no, I did this. And, but then I leave and I'm like, oh, but that felt good
1: though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. I couldn't have said that better. That was beautiful.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I just, oh, McKenna, I just want to thank you so much for just joining me today and sharing your heart because I just think you have such a beautiful heart for the Lord. And obviously you're a sinner just like I am, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have great stories to share in yeah. what it means to see God and to seek out that that holiness and and his will for our lives. So I just want to thank you for being so open and bold and, you know, just kind of, I don't know, sharing, sharing what it's like to be in high school because I feel like it's hard. So it is hard. (laughs) So thank you for that. And I look forward to, I don't know, hopefully one day singing in choir with you again and like seeing you in person again and like COVID not being a thing again. (laughs) I don't know if we can ever rewind that, but you know, it's, it is what it is, but I want to thank you for being my guest today and i'm just so looking forward to seeing what god has in store for your life with all of these big bold things that he is speaking to your heart i can't wait
1: yay yes thank you so much i am so honored and uh so happy to be a guest on your wonderful podcast
0: oh thank you so much that's it for us today guys thanks so much for joining us again and we will see you next time Thanks so much for listening to the Born for This podcast. I hope you join us for next week's episode. Please make sure you're subscribing and I would be honored if you would share this episode with your friends on social media. If you enjoyed our chat today, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review and a rating so we can make this podcast visible to as many people as possible. As always, remember that you were chosen by God to be in this world for a specific reason. Whatever God is calling you to, I hope you know you were born for this.